It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. the time it is a Friday and I swear I can see the new year from here not just the weekend the whole new year is coming your way hang on because I got something that I I think a lot of you will be relieved to hear to start the day off trigger warning warning this show contains reference to guns liberty limited government low taxation the cult of climate change free thinking cigar smoking short people rubber chickens Karen's bureaucracy liberal buzzwords tour runs traffic toilets terrible jokes and more no apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Every single year at this time, people start thinking about New Year's resolutions. Yeah, it's a lot of talk shows out there that uh, television, radio, and so on. What are your New Year's resolutions? And, and the same people ask you about your New Year's resolutions are those same jerks that ask you during Thanksgiving, so what are you thankful for? Okay, well... I got some good news on the losing weight one. A lot of people make that. I'm, I'm really going to do it this year. By gosh, I'm going to hit the gym and you know, and gym memberships go through the roof this time of year. Oh, people will show up first thing, first of the year, and get that gym membership, and they'll show up for the first week or so, and then they start to fade off, and you never see them again for the rest of the year. Okay, well, hang on, you no longer have to do that. Headline, now exercise and physical fitness are racist. Yeah, so don't engage in it unless you want to be a racist. Sit around and be a fat slob. That way you're not accused of racism. Here's the story. So this is from PJ Media. Thinking about cutting back on sweets, Hitting the gym, New Year's resolution. Well, if you are, you might be a white supremacist. Okay, not really, not actually. But according to Natilla, I can never pronounce these names. The author of a book called Fit Nation, The Gains and Pains of Americans' Exercise Obsession, which comes out next month. American exercise trends reinforce white supremacy. Huh? See? So don't you do it. This is your excuse. I'm sorry. I cannot exercise. I do not want to be accused of being a racist. All right. This author explains in her book, in an interview with Time Magazine, to preview the book, when asked what the most surprising thing she learned from her research, let's put that in air quotes, research, she explains that she originally believed concerns over fitness was progressive. In other words, if you want to be someone who's in good shape, good physical shape, to be a healthy person, that's a progressive liberal idea. See, she has to, for some people, ideology is everything. It's not that you wanted to get in great shape because you're worried about your health. No, it has to do with your ideology. She says, 
it was super interesting reading the reflections of fitness enthusiasts in the early 20th century. They said we should get rid of corsets. Corsets are an assault on the woman's form. And that women should be lifting weights and gaining strength. At first, you feel like this is so progressive, she said. Then you keep reading. And they're saying white women should start building up their strength because we need more white babies. I don't recall ever reading that anywhere, but okay. They're writing during an incredible amount of immigration, soon enslaving people, emancipation. This is totally a part of white supremacist project. So that was a real holy crap moment, she said. As a historian, she's not a historian, obviously, where uh, deep archival research really reveals the constructs of this moment. The story says, holy crap is right. Is this not the stupidest thing you've heard from everything is racist uh, from the left today? So is this why this woman is promoting? By the way, she's, she's obese. Just so you know, the author of this is a not just heavy. She's obese. And she's always talked about body positivity. How many people... No matter who they are, what race, whatever, would disavow exercising because of this garbage. Really, I don't want to go out and exercise because I don't want to be seen as a seen as a white supremacist. Well, it really, and this is actually a book that's coming out. So some publishing house must have seen this garbage and decided, hey, let's go publish this. This is a great idea. I don't know who's going to read it. But the publishing house is going to go ahead and publish it. All right. Let's talk about what it because These are people who want to analyze the hell out of everything. And one of the things that I say in the uncomplicated life is, you know, um, you just got to think much more simply, get down to the root core of what's really going on and not obsess and overthink every little thing. It comes down to this. It's a good idea for you, forget the rest of the world, for you to look at yourself and think, I need healthy habits. I need to eat good food. And it's a good idea to get some exercise because that helps me not just to live longer, but to have a healthier quality of life. That way I don't have to worry about high blood pressure, heart disease, and all of the many other problems that can come with being out of shape. There's so many. Doctors will give you a long list. So to make sure that you live a good, long, healthy, quality life, make sure that you eat right and get some exercise. You don't have to get obsessive about it. You just need to eat right and exercise. In fact, let me see. Uh... Well, I have all sorts of archive stuff that I have. Over. We're going to go through a lot of archive stuff. Let me see. Everything is racist. There's that. Uh, there's the Eat Right, Move More one that I have. Let's see if I have something under just diet here. Uh-huh. Daylight Savings Time. Deranged Phone. Yep. Okay. Uh, there's the Don't Eat That bit. You've heard that before. Yeah. Oh, well, now you, you remember this one. Wait! Stop! Don't eat 
Don't eat that food. Who are you? What are you doing in our house? I'm from the future. I'm here to warn you, don't eat that food. Why not? The eggs. They're full of cholesterol. What? Cholesterol. It, it clogs up your arteries. Eating even just one egg can dramatically increase your chance of heart attack. Don't eat eggs. Oh, my God. Thank you. You're welcome. Godspeed. Well, I guess I better take those eggs. Wait! Stop! You're back! Yeah. We were wrong about the eggs. How? Well, it turns out there's... Two types of cholesterol. There's good cholesterol and bad cholesterol, and eggs actually have both. So you can eat eggs, but just don't eat the egg yolks. So stick with the egg whites. Thank yes, thank you. Yeah. Godspeed. Wait! We were wrong about the eggs. Again? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so it turns out that the amount of cholesterol in a food doesn't actually affect how much cholesterol ends up in your blood. The eggs are probably fine. In fact, we sort of don't even know what cholesterol is. But the steak! You can't eat the steak! Why not? Turns out that red meat increases your chance of heart attack. You have to cut out red meat. So no steak! Godspeed. Wait! We were wrong about the steak. It's the toast. Man was not meant to eat bread. What do you mean, man was not meant to eat bread? Well, if you think about it, human beings should really only be eating what our Paleolithic ancestors ate. So, therefore, no bread, no toast. How do you know what our Paleolithic ancestors ate? Well, we, we just have to guess, right? I mean, we don't have any way of knowing Okay. Went back to the Paleolithic. They are not doing well. I don't know what we were thinking. If anything, we should all be eating a lot more bread. Jeez. So I guess just um, ignore everything I've said and exercise. Exercise, okay. Yeah, you guys could probably use it. You've been just sitting here for the last 35 years. It's been five minutes. Right. Time travel. Turns out it's genetic. Doesn't matter whether you exercise or what you eat. Sorry, I ruined your meal. Do you want some eggs? I'd love some. Now, Rianne from Fort Danger says, but I thought it was white supremacy that caused obesity. See? You can't, no matter what you do, Rianne, you're screwed. Mark from Centennial, as you told me before, exercise is bad for the environment because it increases CO2 levels. So attempting to stay fit will kill the planet. All the dilemma. The science has put us in... I'm so confused. You should be confused. No matter, look, no matter what you do, okay, you're killing the planet and you're a white supremacist. Just so you know. 617, Wake Up Wyoming. Have you missed your favorite episode? Wyoming and beyond with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Six twenty is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. So, for those just joining, just got done reading an article. Forget your New Year's resolution of going to the gym and losing weight. According to a new book that's coming out soon, physical fitness is racist. Yet this woman actually tries to make that case. All right. With that in mind, oh, let's see who's another one. Uh, Doug in Cheyenne. Just stick with light beer and you're good to go. Uh, okay. Okay. But don't tell me I have to drink decaffeinated coffee. I've tried just about everything, and I can't seem to lose weight. What if I told you there was something you could do? Really? What? I'll do anything. Eat less, move more. And? 
that's it. How does it work? <laughs> it's simple, really. You eat less food and you move around more than you do now. It gets more complicated the more you describe it. Isn't there a pill I could take? Haven't you taken pills for dieting? I sure have. How'd that work out? I'm fatter now than I've ever been. Can't I just get a doctor to staple my stomach shut? You'd rather have invasive surgery than lose weight by eating less and moving around? At least I'd be asleep. How much will it cost? Nothing. It will cost nothing. In fact, you might actually save money. Uh, this is starting to sound like some sort of scam you do to an old person. But will I still have to move more? Yes. How in God's name will I remember all this? Now, let's not forget, though, that everything that you've been told is good for you is not good for you, too. And and, and like Mark and Centennial points out, you, you go working out, you're just putting more CO2 in the air because you're huffing and puffing. That's bad for the planet. So you're a racist and you're killing the planet. God, Trap, don't you ever think about what you're putting into your body? What? It's an orange. Fruit is basically poison. If you want to unlock its vitamins and nutrients, you need to drink it as cold-pressed juice. Okay. Never mind. Juice is bad for you now. Juice is basically sugar water, which is basically poison. Fine, I didn't want to drink it anyway. Wow, Trap, no fruit? I mean, you need vitamin C. How do you get it, then? You mix little packets of powderized vitamin C with water. Vitamin C is basically magic. In that, I have no idea how it works, and I believe it can do anything. Okay, Explain again why I'm supposed to drink this. There was a headline on an article that I didn't read on a website that I can't remember that said that it's healthy. Isn't that enough? No! Just drink it. All right. Never mind. All that processed powder is terrible for you. Why? Because it's processed. Ew. A process. You should only eat whole natural foods. Like this grain you've never heard of. Cargly, yum. Oh, ooh, cargly. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have a cargly recipe that you have got to try. What do you do? Because I tried it, you put a little bit of water. Guys, can I just eat my lunch? I feel like you're following fads with no hard science to back you up. What? Cargly has been recognized as a nutritious food for centuries. They found it in ancient Egyptian tombs. Tombs? What? Why is that good? Because it's old. Anything that old has to be right. That's why I swish my mouth every night with coconut oil. That's actually really bad. Never mind. I don't do that and I never have. The point is, Cargley's the best. Oh, nope. Cargley's the worst. But coconut oil is good again. Really? No. Which is why I'm sticking with my broth. Oh, okay. Well, I love soup. This is broth. It's different. How? It's healthier. In what way? In the way that it's not soup. Oh, actually, though, that is soup. This is broth. <gasps> oh. Actually, both of them are bad, but coconut oil is good again. Never mind, it's bad. What's good is apple cider vinegar. And alkaline water. Those are opposites. No way. Grant, I don't think you should mix those together. Grant, Grant, no, 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 no. Someone didn't get enough vitamin C. Man, see, so no matter what you do, you're wrong. Just keep that in mind. No matter what you do, you're wrong, and you're racist, and you're destroying the planet. So the best thing for you to do is just sit inside and do nothing. But sitting inside and doing nothing means you're not involved in your community, which makes you a really bad person. Unless you're sitting inside doing nothing on the government dole. Then if you're mooching off of the government, which means mooching off of the taxpayers in future generations, and you can find a way to declare victimhood status, that makes you a good person. Okay, so now you are a victim, you declare yourself some kind of minority of some kind and victimhood status, and therefore you have no choice but to sit at home and live off the government dole and do nothing. Therefore, you are not harming the planet.
in any way whatsoever, except the fact that you're exhaling CO2 and watching television all day long, which is killing the planet. So shame on you. And if you're a white person listening to this, it doesn't matter what you do. You're guilty of white supremacy and racism anyway. So you're just screwed. You were born that way. Are you getting all? Are you writing this down? I hope you're writing all of this down because you're going to need to remember this going into the next couple of years from now. Or just a thought. I'm tossing this out there. Okay. You take it the way you want to take it. You can ignore all of that. I know I'm not supposed to say this. I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. You could ignore all of that and just live your stinking life. Just live your life. Just go out there and have a good time and live your life and don't listen to what these people have to say other than to have fun making fun of them, which is what I do. The reason I read this stuff to you is because it's funny. These people are idiots. They discredit themselves. Have you heard there's a a TikTok page called or, or channel, whatever you want to call it? called libs of tiktok and there's a lot of liberals really mad at this person libs of tiktok and what's really funny about it is the person who runs that channel on tiktok doesn't ever say anything bad about liberals all that person ever does is take what liberals post on tiktok the real extreme ones the really whacked out extreme ones you know the ones that say diet and exercise are racist those And she reposts their own videos so more people can see what these outrageous idiots are saying. And they destroy themselves. And that's the best way to expose these people for what they really are is not to go after them and be critical and say all sorts of nasty things about them. But just take what they do and play it for the rest of the world and just point to it and go, are you watching this? You seeing this? Isn't this crazy? There. And nobody wants to be associated with it because it's that crazy and it's that stupid. It's kind of like just uh, – have you ever walked into a room that you thought was clean and then you turned on some bright lights and you realize how filthy the room was? I know we've all done that at some time. Essentially, that's what we're doing here. We're just taking all of the nonsense, the insanity, the filth, the stupidity, and we're just turning a very bright light on it and just so people can see what's really going on. And then it destroys themselves. I honestly think the best way to destroy these people is not by being mean ourselves. Just go ahead and expose what they did. For those who remember when Andrew Breitbart was alive, and you can still follow his webpage, Breitbart News. But when Andrew Breitbart was alive, he really made these people uh, – he tore into them and did a lot of damage to them. And he did it just by replaying and exposing, just showing what they did. He didn't have to comment much. And when people attacked him on his Twitter page, he just retweeted what they said about him. He didn't comment. He just, hey, look what so-and-so just said about me and retweeted it. And they embarrassed themselves. I think that's probably, see, what, what these people say is so stupid and so toxic. It's even toxic to the person who said it. That's honestly going into the next year how I think we do major damage to these people. Even Rianne for danger. Or don't care what these idiots say. Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Don't care, but also show everybody what they say. Because, I mean, honestly, it just can't stand up to scrutiny of, of any kind. All right, coming up on 630. 
Local news coming your way right after a local news update on the weather forecast. You and I get back into it again. Going to catch up a lot on, in a year in review kind of fashion, some of the funniest bits that we wrote together and played on this radio show. That, that and other news you need to hear. It's Wake Up Wyoming. I-80 John, Granite Canyon, writes me a note on the app here. Sitting in the dark, only light from the pellet stove, waiting for the sun to come up. Now, if you've added a cup of coffee to that, I'm thinking that is just perfect. I mean, absolutely the perfect way to start your day. High up on a high plain in Wyoming, just sitting there in the dark, watching the pellet stove with a cup of coffee, just waiting for the sun to come up. There's no better place to be. First thing in the morning. Hello, welcome to Coffee Cabana. Our special today is the popular Mocha Mocha Kappa Mocha Kappa. What can I blend for you today? A cup of coffee, please. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, just, I'm sorry, just a regular size coffee, please. That's all. Oh, uh, I I guess I don't understand. Uh. What part of that don't you understand? Well, for one, we have several different sizes. Petite, medium, auto, forte, muy grande, and crescendo. All right. I just want a small cup of regular coffee. Please. But I... uh... Okay, look. Point to the cup that's the smallest. Okay, there you go. That's the one. Oh, okay. I see. And what would you like in that? Coffee. And? Just coffee. We have syrups and powders and toppings and frappalapalatas. Just coffee. Plain old coffee in a freaking cup. Oh, um. Look, I can take the cup. Perfect. Now, now, hold it under the coffee spout. Good. Now, fill it up. There you, there you go. Now, give it to me. That's it? Yes, that's all. Well, how odd. And whatever. How much? Six fifty, sir. Sorry. Um, six fifty. How is this little cup of coffee more expensive than a gallon of gasoline in my car? I didn't even add any frappa, lapa, mocha, crap, or whatever to it. Well, sir, the beans are dried on you, you, solar you know, panels. Never mind. And then we use wind yeah, power. For, forget it. But we're green. Look, I'll give you twenty bucks if you don't say another word. But. Nope. Uh, there you go. Good girl. Might I suggest trading that for a decaf? Now, that I wrote like maybe like 13 years ago or so. That's, that's, I've had that one for a while in there. It's just I play it during those times when as much as I love coffee, I just want to pick on people who sell what they claim is coffee. I don't see the word coffee. Oh, we sell coffee. Well, that's what I want. Okay, so we have Three different roasts. I don't want three different roasts. I just want coffee. What would you give me if I just asked for coffee? I wouldn't. I would describe the three different roasts. And what if I just shouted coffee over your descriptions? You can try that if you want. Look, I've run my own business for a long time. One thing I've learned, 
Don't overcomplicate things. Lead with the headline. You sell cars, say you sell cars. You sell guns, say you sell guns. It doesn't even say coffee in your sign. The hell is mouthfeel? Sounds like a sex club. Oh, it's the way the coffee feels in your mouth. It's a word connoisseurs use. You mean the taste? No. It's distinct from the taste. Oh, God. And by the way, if you'd like to go get, like, if you want to spend all that money in the morning to go get your mocha, choco, latte, whatever thing, just, that's fine. Let's go right ahead. Just don't tell me that that's coffee. It's expensive and it's something, but it isn't coffee. Welcome to Starbucks. My name is Chris. I'll be your barista for the day. Can I make a drink for you, miss? I really don't want to care, but I get paid to try. Hello, rich white lady. I already know what you want. You want a skinny vanilla latte, young debutante. Well, that drink won't make you skinny. You got to work for that. And just in case you're wondering, I just called you back. Hey, Mr. Six Breakfast Sandwiches. I got a line of angry customers. The hell with this. You've got a gang of noisy kids. Can you shut them up? I just want to draw a middle finger on your cup. Screw Frappuccinos. They take forever to make. You know there's about a pound of fat in your RF coffee cake. You ordered a grande chip and my coffee is out. I'll just pour you something fresh from the decaf spout. And if I have to serve another Latino, an extra caramel Frappuccino, I'll empty my drawer and go to Reno. And that's not non-fat in your cappuccino. And there's that angry man when the store is closed. Feels the need to shout aloud and pound on the windows. Well, it's just a cup of coffee. Give me a break. I shouldn't have to put up with this making minimum wage. This is Starbucks. I don't want to see you yawn. Well, you made me get my ass up at the butt crack of dawn. And I just came up short on your vanilla bean. I'll just inject it with some whip because it can't be seen. I don't have time to shake your tea. I'll just swirl it a bit. All my friends think they deserve something for free At least act like you will pay Cause the lead is staring at me All you regulars who order your name supreme Well I still don't know you're drinking You explain it to me Yes I topped your grande mocha with diarrhea whipped cream Can you make your way home? I've got milk to esteem Get cappuccinos you're the pickiest of all, you didn't order it dry, but you want no milk at all. You throw it back in my face, tell me I made it wrong. But I got a line of drinks a couple miles long. Extra shot of espresso? Stop hassling me. Can I get 18 pumps of classic to type 2 diabetes? I think I've had it up to here with these treat receipts. If I have to explain it another time, I might defect to Pete's. I work for Starbucks. If I manage to make it through this week. I would like my street jacket to be black leather and my helmet to sparkle. Thank you. Hey, very good. With the Wake Up Wyoming app, free download for Apple and Android. This is K2 Radio. Six forty nine is the time off. We go to talk to Don Days over there in the ice box. So uh, Don, if you Don, what am I saying Don for? Hey Frank, I, I can be Don. Oh, that's fine. You, know, you want to do the weather forecast? Sharply cold. Yeah, just try. <laughs> it sucks out there. I came across a video which I put on the Wake Up Wyoming site today that I think everybody will enjoy. Now it's only been officially winter since uh, it was what, December twenty first, the twenty first yeah. of December, which is a Wednesday. Yeah. And I found a video of people around the country just having enough. One guy tries to beat up winter. 
And how did that turn out? Yeah, not well. No. He was trying to remove snow from on top of his car, which is mounted really high, and he finally just throws down whatever broom or equipment he has and starts punching the snow. <laughs> <laughs> it's not nice yeah, to no, fool with Mother all. Nature. There's another one. There's a kid here who's been told to shovel the walkway, and as much as he's shoveling, he's just not keeping up with how much snow is coming down. <laughs> and he finally just throws the shovel down and just starts stomping on the snow. <laughs> so Stop it already! So, look, we're not very far into this, Frank. I know. And we've got a long way to go. Yes, and already people are just getting fed up. This is like one of those relationships that you start when you you first get into a relationship and you're really happy to see her. It's all lovey-dovey. Then after a while, you just want her to die. Pretty much. Oh, okay. So that's the way winter is. We love the first snow that comes down. It's so pretty. pretty? Yeah. And we go out and play in it. And now we've reached the point where we just want to murder winter. Yeah. For for those who like to spend time outdoors, you know, like snowmobiling or skiing, good for you. Have a great time. Yeah. Me, winter sucks. Come back and tell us how it was when you're all done. Indeed. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys will play Ohio University this afternoon in the Arizona Bowl in Tucson. The Cowboys went 7-5 during the regular season. Ohio went 9-4, but 7-1 in MAC play. The Bobcats have been pretty efficient on offense, and the UW defense has had their shining moments, too. Easton Gibbs is the team's leading tackler with 111 and played behind some very good players in his career at UW, like Chad Booba now with the NFL's Jacksonville Jaguars. And Gibbs has been waiting for this time, and now is the time. Yeah, it's definitely been been uh, interesting, um, and uh, I learned a lot from those guys. So I tried to take in as much as I could and just kind of follow in their steps as as much as I could. Um, I think this year I kind of learned um, how to be a better leader. Um, I knew coming in that I had to step up into that role, and uh, I wasn't a huge vocal guy out there, and I kind of fell into that a little bit now. And uh, I think that's probably the biggest thing I took away from this year in that aspect. Cowboys are two-and-a-half-point underdogs in the game. That'll start at 2.30 this afternoon from Tucson. We'll have the game for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KOWB in Laramie. Coming up tomorrow in college football, it's the two national semifinals as Michigan will play TCU in the Fiesta Bowl in Phoenix, while Georgia will take on Ohio State in the Peach Bowl in Atlanta. Women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls opened up Mountain West Conference play with a 73-67 road loss to UNLV in Vegas. UW had a great third quarter. They outscored UNLV 27-14 and then proceeded to go 0-8 from the three point line in the fourth quarter. 17 turnovers didn't help. That led to 20 points for the Rebels. Quinn Whiteman with a solid game for the Cowgirls with 20 points going 8 of 9 from the field. Wyoming is 7 and 5 overall. They'll host Fresno State tomorrow in Laramie at 6 p.m. Wyoming Cowboys will be at home tomorrow at 2 p.m. to host New Mexico. Lobos come in ranked 22nd in the country. They are 13 and 0. They pounded Colorado State to start the Mountain West Conference portion of their schedule. Cowboys are 5 and 8 and lost their Mountain West opener to Fresno State earlier this week. That'll be a supreme challenge for the Cowboys at the 2 p.m. start tomorrow from Laramie. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KCGY in Laramie. That's it in sports. So how do you plan to tune in to the Cowboy game this afternoon? Well, I may just listen to it on the radio. Yeah, I mean, there's, just, the, yeah. so this bar stool thing, you have to download their app yeah. and watch it online. So that's the way that goes. Okay. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of links, you know, all over the place to find, you know, okay, click here, right. down, download what after you, you download and then, then is, watch it. Is it a free app? I'm a, I'm hoping it is. Okay. They better not charge for that. Okay. Uh, well, I, if they it's have the Arizona Bowl, you know, not the Rose Bowl. On, but uh, I'm really surprised though that it wasn't on some cable network somewhere. There's so many cable they, networks out this, there. This this outfit just you know they they got the rights and they said all right we're we're just going to go online with this deal. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. More and more people are watching and listening to things 
off their apps. Indeed. Days, so like us. Just a, well, like this program, for example. Yeah. The number of people who are listening off their phones right now is growing, I mean, like you would not believe it. When I think of app, yeah. I think of appetizers. Okay, now I'm hungry. What do you got downstairs? Uh, it's gone again. Yeah, I'll go. Okay, well, okay. forget the refrigerator then. All right, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some, you see, he says that. Now I want a snack. All right, coming up on some local business, we have to take care of news time is right after that. National local update on the weather forecast. You and I get back into it. Open phones all the way. 888 Woods, wake up, Wyoming. This is the time of... It is a Friday, and I can see the new year from here to Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. 888-97 Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Trigger warning. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Now, for those who missed the first hour of the program, I was going through why you shouldn't do any New Year's resolutions. Just briefly, I came across a story that said that it's a book that's coming out. It's actually going to be in a book that physical fitness, working out, being healthy, eating right is racist. Yeah, I know. Right. So don't do that. Don't do that because you would be considered a very bad person. Also, I was talking to Frank Gambino. There's a video on the Wake Up Wyoming website this morning. If you use the app, you can get to it. Some people that have already just had enough winter. Now, winter was December 21st, Wednesday. That was the first day of winter. And there's a video of a guy who just starts beating up the snow. And (laughs) one of several people who just had enough of winter. So to that, Chet in Yoder, morning, Chet. You don't need to convince them whether people, well, to, to make it stop snowing. We need to skip that to mid June. Uh, I have uh, medical things to do in February, he says. So basically, Chet is saying he just wants to skip winter. With that in mind, let's see, I want to make sure to give credit. I haven't thought about this. In a long time, but I, I played this on the air before. So we're going to go back in time just a bit here. John Cheeseman sent me this. Yes, his last name is Cheeseman. That's actually his name. He's here in Wyoming. So it was after Star Trek was over and Leonard Neboy, who played Spock, went and did a show called In Search Of. He hosted the show. It was a pretty good television show. But it did a lot of weird conspiracy theory stuff and Bigfoot stuff and stuff like that. Now, at the time, it was the 1970s. And our big concern back then was a coming ice age. Remember that? 
Then it switched to global warming, then climate change, then a climate crisis and so on. But at the time, it was a big ice age. Let's go back to the 1970s, Leonard Nimoy in front of the television camera with his doomsday predictions. At least eight times in the past million years, it has advanced and retreated with clockwork regularity. If we are unprepared for the next advance, the result could be hunger and death on a scale unprecedented in all of history. What scientists are telling us now is that the threat of an ice age is not as remote as they once thought. During the lifetime of our grandchildren, Arctic cold and perpetual snow could turn most of the inhabitable portions of our planet into a polar desert. In 1977, the worst winter in a century struck the United States. Arctic cold gripped the Midwest for weeks on end. Great blizzards paralyzed cities of the Northeast. One desperate night in Buffalo, eight people froze to death in marooned cars. Pat Bushnell was on the road that night. Traffic just absolutely stopped. I was afraid of being stuck in the car all night long with the uh, cold and the wind running out of gas. And then what? I think that if we had to go through a real bad winter, just like we just went through, I think we'd have to think about moving someplace else. The brutal buffalo winter might become common all over the United States. Climate experts believe the next ice age is on its way. According to recent evidence, it could come sooner than anyone had expected. At weather stations in the far north, temperatures have been dropping for 30 years. Sea coasts long free of summer ice are now blocked year-round. According to some climatologists, within a lifetime, we might be living in the next ice age. Don't you love the ominous of the nine music? planets in our solar system, yeah. only Earth has conditions favorable to human life. Where will we go? Oh, it's just, oh. So that's what we were hearing back in the 1970s. And did you hear the part about Buffalo? Well, we just had more people than those eight people freezing to death in Buffalo. We had, what was it, 30 or 40 people? There were quite a few more. Last I heard, it was 30-some people, but I think that number's risen since then. So, as far as just Buffalo is concerned, people freezing to death. So, why don't we hear these predictions now after this big Arctic blast that come down? Instead, they're using an entirely different excuse. And the excuse this time is, well, it's a climate crisis that we're facing here. See, they can't say they made a prediction of global cooling and an ice age, and it didn't come true. So they made a prediction of global warming, and their global warming predictions weren't coming true. Like the Maldive Islands are supposed to be underwater by now. And the uh, Arctic, not the Antarctic, but the Arctic in the summertime is supposed to be ice-free, and the polar bears are supposed to be extinct, et cetera, et cetera. That didn't come through. So now instead it's climate crisis, and every time we have a blizzard or a hurricane or a flood or a fire or whatever, see, that's proof that it's happening. That way, see, they've worked themselves, they got, they got smart about this. They've worked themselves into a position where now anything that happens is proof. 
whether it gets warmer or colder, whether we have a tough winter or a mild winter, whether we don't have many forest fires or we have a lot of forest fires, whether we have floods or droughts or somewhere in between, it's all a disaster and it is all entirely your fault. Just keep that in mind. It's all your fault, no matter what happens. And you have to pay for that. The only way that you can pay for this, by the way, is with your money and a lot of it and your liberties and freedoms need to be taken from you as well so they can go ahead and control your behavior. That's that's how to solve this. And I have asked on this program, I've had people on the left who believe all of this, call into the program to try to debate me. And I've asked them if all of this is true, like you say, can you find a way to solve it without taking away all of these freedoms and controlling society without taxing the daylights out of us and taking our money and our property away. And they can't. That's the only solution available, which gives you an idea of what this is really all about, right? Of course. In fact, I'll go ahead and see if I can dig up a story here. But already, you know it's the case. Already. Not just Hurricane Ian was blamed, but I think I've already read it before. The big winter blast, this Arctic blast that went through and crippled so much of the nation. We're still digging out of it. It's a fault of human beings. It's not a natural event. Can't be. Never happened until human beings got on the planet, right? 715, wake up Wyoming. Make your voice heard at 888-97-WOODS. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Time to 720. It's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, 888-97-WOODS, the phone number 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. So if you're just joining me, I played something from Leonard Nimoy back in the 70s when he was doing a television show after Star Trek where he talked about the coming Ice Age could be here sooner than we think and how we're all doomed and scientists agree and there was a consensus among the scientists. And he talked about Buffalo, New York. There was a big blizzard there in the 70s and eight people died. Well, more people than that just died during this recent blizzard. Now, of course, how did we get from that to global warming to a climate crisis. And then this last storm that we just had, it had to be our fault, right? <clears throat> okay, here's human, this headline for you. Human caused climate change fuels warmer, wetter, stormier Arctic. And then that fuels, yeah, this storm that we just had. Typhoons, smoke, wildfires, it's not what you imagine. This year's Arctic report card features the most comprehensive chapter yet. And it starts going, talking about uh, Native Alaskan scientists described how warmer the temperatures are. And this is just, and then we have this big blizzard that comes, and this is all your fault. None of this is natural. Welcome to the Church of Global Warming. Uh, sorry, I, I just came in to get out of the cold. You don't, you don't mind, do you? Well, you know. The cold outside is due to global warming. Wait, wasn't this the same church that said that this part of the world was going to be a sandy desert by now? Global warming works in mysterious ways. Right, kind of like God works in mysterious ways. Hey, 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 careful how you talk about the Obama. 
You know, I, I think I'll just wait outside and suffer in the driving blizzard. Besides, it's freezing cold in here. That's because global warming froze over the wind turbine blades in the clouds and snow and ice cover the solar panels, you idiot. So let's go take a look here or listen, if you will. Climate change expert is going to give us a history of climate change. And we're going to actually look at the numbers this time. For years, a Google search for average Earth temperature would bring up a featured snippet. Quote, since the dawn of agriculture 11,000 years ago, civilization has enjoyed a relatively stable climate. Finally, Google removed it after I complained. I complained because it's utterly untrue. Claims that our climate has been relatively stable since the last ice age 10,000 years ago have appeared multiple times in the New York Times, the Boston Globe, the Orlando Sentinel, the Seattle Times, Mashable.com, and numerous times in congressional testimony. Those claims are wrong. The climate has changed dramatically, repeatedly throughout human history. The Sahara's Lake Megachad was the largest freshwater lake in the world. It dried up, and Saharan dust fertilized South America, creating the Great Rainforest. A drought in Mesopotamia around 3900 B.C. forced mass migration to the Nile Valley, leading to the first great Western civilization in Egypt. Between the 8th and 11th century, a series of multi-year droughts collapsed the Mayan civilization in Mexico. Around the end of the 10th century, northern sea ice melted, allowing the Vikings to create an empire that included a colony in North America. By the 15th century, the sea ice returned and forests retreated, creating a shortage of the wood that was needed to build ships. So much for the Viking Empire. There were vineyards in northern England, and cereal grains were harvested on European farms more than 1,000 feet above sea level. By the 1300s, that changed. In Iceland, the diet switched from grain to fish. Angor, the largest city on Earth in the 12th century, was basically gone by the mid-15th century due to changing climate that affected its water supply. By the 17th century, the Thames was freezing over about once every 10 years. In 1780, for the first time in recorded history, New York Harbor froze over. In the early to mid-1800s, things warmed up. By the end of the 19th century, though, scientists were warning of global cooling. The next time you hear someone say that our climate used to be stable, remember the entire civilizations that long ago rose and fell due to climate change. I'm Dr. Stephen J. Allen. I have that and a whole lot more to give you an idea, though, that no matter what happens, it's all your fault. Bill is in Greeley. Morning, Bill. Morning. Uh, if, I, if I don't do too well, it's because I was in the hospital for yeah, a month. I heard about that, yeah. Yeah, um... Isn't it interesting, Glenn, how when the, most Democrats get elected to office, they become instant experts in any field that's needed to push a point? Right. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, mean, I, I mean, you take you take Al Gore. Al Gore is no more of an expert in climate change than I am in astrophysics. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, and I'm not. I know something about astrophysics, but not enough to get on the on a radio station and tell you that I do know. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, and it's amazing to me how they just become these instant experts in any field that they want to push on to people. Well, and this is what gets me is the number of people who buy All into that. In fact, there's you probably you might remember this. When I do my stay out the vote campaign, I play an honest political ad. This is the guy who's an expert in everything. 
Right. And I, it, yeah, and, and in fact, he's master, not even jack of all trades, but master of none. But uh, right. actually, I think the ad is, I'll play it for you here. Expert, He's an expert in nothing, actually, is what he has right. to say. Expert I'll play that for you next. But yeah, that's what these people have to do, which is why I one of the reasons, being more of the libertarian guy, I want people in government to have actually very little responsibility because, frankly, they don't know anything. They have no idea what they're doing. Their, their main job is to stop. Their main job is to stop the treasury from bleeding. Yeah, right. Yeah, you got to stop the treasury. If you cut off these people, yeah, cut their funds off, it'll all go away. We've I mean, given a bunch of idiots way too much responsibility. Here, uh, go right. ahead, hang up, and I'll go ahead and play that ad for you. I play this for you, and I hope you're feeling better, Bill. He's been in the hospital for a while. Every couple of years when we have an election cycle, I play this. Hello, my name is Carl, and I'm running for Congress in your district. I'm not an expert in anything. Nothing. Not a thing. But I sure know how to look like I know what I'm talking about, and that's why I'm electable. I'm not an expert on guns, or finance, or science. Heck, I flunked science in school. Three times. I know nothing about automobiles or engines of any kind. I know nothing about energy, gas, coal, oil, green energy, whatever that means. I've never held a gun in my life, and actually I'm kind of scared to. But if you elect me into office, I promise to pass laws regulating everything that I know nothing about. I promise to act like the expert that I never really could be, because I cannot pass the test to get a job in that field to save my life. But I can regulate it. Yes, that's what America needs today. Experts are nothing to regulate everything. After all, isn't that what government does best? Now, we keep giving these people more and more, or allowing them to take, that's a better way of putting it, more and more and more responsibility and spend more and more of our money and, and take more and more power away from us and give it to government. To what? Fix things? They have no idea what they're doing. They have absolutely no clue what they're doing, which is why I don't want them to be in charge of anything. These are experts in absolutely nothing, and yet they want to be in charge of absolutely everything. They even tell us, they try to convince us that they can change the weather. Going back to the climate change thing. Oh, you elect me, and I will make sure that we don't have hurricanes and floods and we don't have tornadoes anymore and... And we'll never have another blizzard again or a cold snap. We'll stabilize the weather if you just elect us because, well, we're experts, and so we know how to do that kind of stuff. We're government after all, right? Coming up on some, yeah, our biggest mistake is we keep allowing them to get more power and, and more of our money, too. Coming up on 730 Local News, coming your way. Right after local news, update on your weather forecast, and you and I get back into it again. Open phones, 888 woods wake up Wyoming.
736 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. I'll have day weather on in just a few minutes. Explain your forecast throughout the entire weekend into the new year. That's just a few minutes from now. If you live in a rural area, the Dakotas, Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, Nebraska, a family's got a cabin in the Carolina Mountains, it can be the same thing. You know the hazard of animals driving down the road, just doing your thing, driving down the road. Suddenly, yeah, that's why some people on those trucks have those big grills up front to protect the truck, let the grill take the damage, right? 13 bison died in Wyoming, struck by vehicles, northwest Yellowstone. Yeah, the gist, this just happened Wednesday. The gist of the story is this. So this is Highway 191, just north of the town of West Yellowstone, right? Yellowstone police chief says three vehicles, including a semi-truck, slammed into the bison on the road Wednesday night. So it's late at night, it's dark out, and the herd wanders onto the road. And for vehicles, this is an area where you know the roads out there, very twisty, windy, turny roads, right? And so the vehicles are heading out there, twisty, turny, windy. And they come across this herd. It's one of these things, by the time they see it, it's too late. And there's nowhere to go because they cover the whole road. And so the vehicles just do the best they can. But again, there's no way to stop. There's also got to be icy slick out there, too. And they just slam into these bison. Now, not all of them died at once. Police on the scene had to euthanize several of them as well. In all, 13 died. Again, some of them euthanized on the spot because of what had just happened there. This is, uh, no one in any of the vehicles were injured. Now this happened at about 6.30 p.m. Wednesday night, dark, drivers couldn't see. Bison, as you know, they just don't move. They just stand there. They don't know what's going on. Suddenly, they they don't even know what a road is, much less that they shouldn't be standing in the middle of it, so. And I've had this happen, not just when family cabin, North Carolina, but also here in Wyoming, I have had animals just suddenly, and you probably too, just suddenly there's an animal. The one that comes to mind when I read this, so I was in Gillette, and they have sort of an outer drive that goes around the back end of Gillette. It's kind of hilly, but it, it is how you get around the back end of town and avoid a lot of lights and so on. And as I'm heading up one of the roads, I see an entire herd of pronghorn running up a hillside. And I'm watching them. They're, they're away from the road. They've cleared the road. They're heading up the hillside. But I can tell. I'm looking at the herd, and there's one as he's running with the herd. He just seems skittish. Something's got him scared. I don't know if it was the traffic or what. And I'm thinking, that one's going to turn around. And he did. And swung around started headed right back to the main road. I don't know what else to do. I'm going too fast. So I start leaning on the horn. I mean, not just one long honk, but a lot of little heavy beeps, just beep, 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 you know, and and it scares it right back to the herd. Oh, thank you. Because if that thing had decided to jump the barbed wire and out onto the road at the speed I was going, which was the speed of the road itself. No, it was too, wasn't speeding. Don't look at the radio that way. I wasn't speeding. It would have, there's nothing I could have done about it. 
And I know that as I talk to you guys, there's plenty of you out there who experience exactly the same thing in Wyoming. So imagine rounding a corner and there's a whole herd of bison right there in the middle of the road, taking up the entire road, all of the ditches too. Where do you go? There is nowhere to go. It's late at night. You just saw them. It's too late. The roads are slick. Besides that, what do you do? Well, this is going to suck, isn't it? Luckily, nobody in their vehicles was hurt. But again, 13 bison, Yellowstone died. And I just would hate to have to be the person uh, that had to euthanize some of those on the spot. Mike from Lead. They are impossible to see at night. Yeah, they got really dark coats. And the article that I was reading points out their eyes don't glow like deer, for example. I hated John. If Don Day is gone, the storm this weekend could be bad. I, you know you have a point there. We always have to worry when Don Day skips town and there's a weather event coming. How bad? It, what does he know? Yeah. He just kind of skips town and turns it over to something. We're going to have, um, what, Mark Hewer is going to fill in for Don Day on the forecast. So we know if, if we leave Mark Hewer in charge, then we know that it's got to be really bad weather. 742, Wake Up Wyoming. Have you missed your favorite episode? But a new case of measles. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Live on AM 1030 and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Seven forty-five is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. So off we go to talk to Dayweather here now. Mark Hewer's on the line with me. Mark, let's go ahead and handle this real quick here. Already, there are rumors out there. If there's a storm or some kind of winter event coming this weekend, and Don Day has skipped town, and you're here, everybody's worried. <laughs> oh yeah, you well, know. That's sort of the pattern, huh? Yeah, that's kind of like uh, when uh, what's a guy from the Weather Channel shows up, you know, oh, Jim uh, Jim Santori. Santori. Yeah, he yeah. shows up, and everybody's in panicville. So, okay, yeah. so, let's yeah. take a look at today, though. I've been listening to your forecast, and today's just another day of just wind, wind, wind. We do have, uh, yeah, good old Wyoming breeze here, Glenn. It's not going to be out of hand outside of a couple of wind prone areas, some gusts of sixty plus. Uh, Areas of I-80, maybe I-25 here late today and tonight. Otherwise, you know, southwest winds, central Wyoming, 15 to 30, some gusts of 40 to 45. Southern and southeastern Wyoming, west to southwest winds, 10 to 25, gusts of 30 to 40. Okay. So now we can handle that, and that's not as bad as, well, we really had a wind event earlier this week. But okay, so we get into the weekend here, and I know snow is coming in some areas and a little bit of rain just a touch of it in some other areas yeah we will see a little bit of a rain snow mix potentially across lower elevations in maybe central wyoming but especially probably far eastern and southeastern wyoming we have a very spring-like system uh glenn headed this way if didn't know better uh this weather system would be very indicative of march and april as we're going to be seeing temperatures only dropping down in the 30s on New Year's Day when it's snowing and lows in the 20s. So it'll be a wet, heavy snow. And 
still a lot of uncertainties about just where the heavier swaths of snow will will set up and exactly when they'll start. But we've got a powerful section of the northern branch of the jet stream, moisture-laden jet stream out of the Pacific, and also some developing uh, instability in a storm that's going to wind up across the high plains as we get into early next week. And we're going to have to plan on across, especially from about, oh, the Midwest area out towards Newcastle on southward of potentially some moderate to heavy accumulating spring-like snow. New Year's Day, especially as we get into the latter half, on through New Year's night, so Sunday night, and into Monday. It'll start out west further, or it'll start out west sooner, I should say, as early as uh, today and tonight. But in the Casper area, down towards Laramie, Cheyenne, out eastward, uh, it's going to hold off for at least a good another 24 to 36 hours. Okay, and watch those travel delays and watch YDOT over the weekend because it does sound to me like that's some bad driving. There there are definitely going to be uh, impacts to travel, livestock and outdoor activities as we work our way through through Sunday and Monday. Lower elevations below about 7,000 feet during the daytime hours on New Year's Day as the snow starts going. I'm going to see a lot of it melting on roadways. Temperatures hanging out in the mid-30s, it looks like. And then they'll trim down into the low to mid-20s Sunday night and the Monday morning. But no cold air with this system to really speak of, Glenn, until early next week. So it will be a wet, heavy spring snow. Impacts definitely likely from perhaps 6 to 10 inches of a wet, heavy spring snow across much of possibly central, southern, and maybe to a little bit of lesser extent, southeastern Wyoming to close out the holiday weekend and kick off uh, the new work week, even though Monday itself is a holiday for many people. And it will be that time frame, Glenn, it looks like across the central and southern half of the state that late Sunday into Monday, the biggest impacts. If you're trying to go west on I-80 here today, tonight, and Saturday, once you get west of about Green River, uh, lots of snow and lots of snow today, tonight, and Saturday, all across the western and southern mountains, maybe feet. Oh, well, all right. Here's wishing you and yours a great new year. Thank you, Mark. Likewise, thank you. Okay, so, well, that just gives you an idea of some of the travel impacts we might have to deal with. That's why I want to talk to him about that. Off to the icebox we go, Frank Gambino. Frank, I was just reading a story to everybody in Yellowstone. 13 bison killed. When it just They were out in the middle of the road on one of those twisty, windy areas at night. And two cars and a semi-truck plowed right into the herd. To 13 of them? 13. Some of them had to be euthanized oh. on the spot. No person was hurt. Vehicles totaled, though. And I started thinking, now, I know this has happened to me, but as much as you drive around the state, how often have you turned a corner or suddenly there was an animal in front of you where a nanosecond before there wasn't? Um, of of- a couple of times. Yeah. I think total, I think if it, um, one deer, two deer. Okay. And, and one hit me. Yeah. I've had one jump out off of an, uh, up above from an embankment up above what? and land on the hood of my car. <laughs> That's not good. No. I, there's absolutely. I don't want to laugh about that. But that, but that nothing not you can good. do about that. Not a thing. That, 
Alrighty. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys will play Ohio University this afternoon in the Arizona Bowl in Tucson. The Cowboys went 7-5 during the regular season. Ohio went 9-4, 7-1 in MAC play. The Bobcats have been pretty efficient on offense, and the UW defense has had some shining moments. Easton Gibbs is the team's leading tackler this season with 111. Cowboy offense will have to retool as the team's leading rusher, Titus Wynn, is in the transfer portal, so he's out, and so is receiver Josh Cobbs. And that transfer portal, or players entering the NFL draft, has really changed the complexion of more than a few teams heading into their bowl games. Now, UW quarterback Andrew Peasley came to Wyoming through the transfer portal from Utah State, and that whole deal says, it's well, it's a little bit unsettling. I think that if you're out of place and you're not sure if you're going to be able to find a new home or not, then I don't think you should enter the portal because it's scary and there's a lot of guys in there. And I think if you do enter the portal, then, you know, you just got to keep uh, reaching out. Um, using Twitter, I think, is a great recruiting process to, to get your name out there um, but yeah it's, I think it's scary for a lot of players but then at the same time for me you know it worked out perfect and I found a home that I love so and the Cowboys are two and a half point underdogs in the game that'll start at 2 30 this afternoon from Tucson we'll have that game for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie coming up tomorrow in college football it's the two national semifinals as Michigan will play TCU in the Fiesta Bowl in Phoenix and Georgia takes on Ohio State in the Peach Bowl in Atlanta in women's college basketball the Wyoming Cowgirls open up Mountain West Conference play with a 73-67 road loss to UNLV UW had a great third quarter they outscored UNLV 27-14 and then proceeded to go 0 for 8 from the three-point line in the fourth quarter. 17 turnovers didn't help and that led to 20 points for the Rebels. Quinn Weideman had a solid game for the Cowgirls with 20 points going 8 of 9 from the field. Wyoming 7 of 5 overall. They'll play uh, host Fresno State tomorrow at Laramie at 6 p.m. Wyoming Cowboys will be at home tomorrow at 2 o'clock to host New Mexico. The Lobos come in rated 22nd in the country. They are 13 and 0 and pound to Colorado State to start Mountain West Conference playing. Pokes are 5 and 8 overall. Lost their Mountain West Conference opener to Fresno State earlier in the week. This will be a supreme challenge for the Cowboys as a 2 p.m. start tomorrow from Laramie. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY in Laramie. Now, even though the UW football game is being broadcast in sort of in a, a different way off an app, I would bet, though, that they've made a deal and they're getting paid for this. Somebody, well, yeah. somebody's making some money somehow. Okay. You know, so my guess is that the bowl game is making money from Barstool Sports. So, right. All right, we're we're paying you for the rights for this, and then we're going to try to make money our own way. Yeah. I mean, like like at the the bottom line is this one. It's on the radio. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. It's on free okay. radio well, I in they, Laramie and in Casper. These guys... Free ho- radio. Hopefully, they wouldn't have bid on the game and paid for it if they didn't plan to profit from it somehow. Well, absolutely. That would just be stupid. But then again, I know this is a shock. People do stupid things. Really? Go out on a limb there, right? It's all right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that national local update on the weather forecast. Oh, Robert Norquist, one of my all-time heroes, president of Americans for Tax Reform, he's going to talk to us a few minutes, beginning of the hour, then we go back to open phones. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Some people...
106 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Friday, and I swear I can see the new year from here. It's just right over the horizon over there. And what a better way to celebrate the new year than we're going to load up a 4,000-page omnibus spending bill. Put it on an airplane, which means uh, the airplane is fully loaded, almost to max weight. Then we'll put the president's staff on that airplane and fly all the way to the Virgin Islands because, you know, in order to fight climate change, you fight climate change by you know, soaring jets all over the place. That's, that's how you do that, you understand. <clears throat> Just extra CO2 in the air. Just to get the president to sign 4,000 pages when he has no idea of most of what's in it, but he talks about it like it's a great deal. On the phone with me, Grover Norquist, president of Americans for Tax Reform. That's a great way to start a year, Grover. Sign 4,000 pages plus, and we have no idea what's in it. Uh, you understate. There's another 2,600 pages of explanation, wow. Wow. which is where the earmarks explain to the bureaucracy how they want their goodies Sent out. Okay. And let's, so it's about 6,600 oh. pages, something like that. Yeah, and let's be really clear. This is both Democrats and Republicans doing this. It is. I mean, yeah. the, the challenge is the Republicans uh, did not have a majority in the House and, and, frankly, as they've explained to us, won't in two months because they can't put 218 votes together to pick a speaker, never mind to negotiate a deal. Right. Uh, and the Republicans have less than 50 votes in the Senate, and the president had a veto. So this is going to be a lousy bill. Okay? Right. Isn't but this the same was, president... expectations. But isn't this the same president that just a little while ago bragged that he cut a trillion dollars? Well, what he did was he didn't continue the massive $2 trillion spending spree from the first month of right. office. Yeah. Um, so I guess if you spend... Two trillion extra, and then one trillion extra. You could argue that in year two you cut a trillion. Uh -huh. it, it was very dishonest of him to do oh, that. Oh, of that. course, yeah. But when is he honest about? So, how do we pay for all of this? Uh, well, at some point uh, we will have to, and it's going to get more expensive as uh, interest rates uh, continue to move upwards. Uh, it's like the, the only fix at the national level is to take all the welfare programs. And this is something that the Republican House and Senate have passed in, in the past. And we actually came within one vote of getting it done under uh, uh, Trump, where we could have done it through reconciliation, uh, which is block granting Obamacare, Medicaid, uh, and saying, you know what, how much, we gave you what, $5 billion last year, here's $5 billion next year, plus inflation, that's it. Oh, and by the way, you make all the rules. So we're going to have 50, you know, Medicaid, Obamacare rules done by states, not by the federal government. And every dollar you save, you get to save. We did that with aid to families with dependent children, welfare. Uh, the Republican House and Senate passed it three times. Clinton eventually signed it because his advisor, Dick Morris, said, if you don't sign this, you'll lose the election. So he signed it. Um, you can sometimes get Democrats to do the right thing if they really think their political life is on the line, as he did. Uh, we sent that out, and on average, states in Wyoming dropped their welfare spending by 70%. Wyoming, I think, had the largest right. drop in, in welfare spending compared to all other states. The rest of them, about 30 to 40%. The only state that got worse was Hawaii, and I've never looked into what in the heck happened yeah, to Hawaii, well, but yeah. they got worse, not better. Uh, but we need to block grant 
all of the welfare programs, and there are more than 100 different ones, different yeah. things, things where you get a check, not because you put any money in. This is not Social Security. It's not Medicare, both of which people put money in for, not as much as the government spends, but, but, but they look at it and say, I have paid for this, um, with, with some reason. And, but the ones that are just welfare need to be block-granted, put out to the states. If you do that, you actually can bend the cost curve down over the next 100 years and be in a much, much better place. But uh, as long as everything's on automatic pilot, right. you know, with uh, mandatory spending, there's no way to bail yourself out. You, you could drop the Defense Department to nothing. And it would still, right. it would still go back. No way. Okay. Now, in the meantime, they're trying to find more money out there. I know. In that, I love it. Whenever Congress names a bill, it does the opposite of what they say it's going to do. So, the Inflation Reduction Act. Besides more IRS agents, they also increased taxes in that, didn't they? Uh, they did. Um, there was. There's some minor tweaks. The, the big change. Uh, by this administration are the taxes that take effect just this coming January in, in, in a matter of days. Uh, it raises the taxes on gasoline, crude oil. It raises the taxes on uh, coal. It raises taxes on natural gas. All of the energy that we use is going to have higher taxes on it. So watch the things to get worse, not better there. Uh, and then, of course, there's 200 $20 billion on corporations. Oh, not us. You mean the corporations. Well, mm-hmm. 70% of what a corporation pays in taxes comes out of workers being paid less. Right. Where, where do you think companies get their money? They, they sell stuff, and if they can, they'll raise prices. But if, if they're in a competitive market, you can't raise prices, even with taxes go up. Uh, you can just hire fewer people, pay less in the way of wages, invest less uh, in, in the future, which means lower pay increases in the future because people are less productive. Uh, the only good thing from the, well, the good thing from the standpoint of the politicians of the taxes on corporations is not only you can say, oh, we're not taxing you with taxing corporations, is it slightly confusing? And some people will believe it and go, oh, you didn't raise taxes on me, you raised taxes on corporations. Every time you buy a car, you pay the corporate income tax right. for, for auto manufacturers. Okay. Now, with all of the new IRS agents coming our way, they swear, though, that those IRS agents are not going to come after the average American, but I don't see how that's possible. Uh, well, I hate to, you know, make you feel bad, but they're lying again. Oh, God. Uh, the IRS itself says they're going to increase their audits on small businesses dramatically. Uh, they're putting up 1.2 more audits, most of those on people. Half of those on people earn less than $75,000 a year. Remember, he wasn't going to go after anybody who earned less than $400,000 a year. That was the lie he told before that. It was $250,000 a year. That's the lie that Obama told. And uh, our friend uh, Clinton said the top 1%. I mean, at some point, this gets old, and people will go, you know, right. uh, you lied when you did this. And But it, it works for a while. It works. The whole point of graduate income tax is to be able to raise taxes without looking everybody in the face at the same time. Uh, those states with single-rate taxes, Wyoming has a single-rate tax, zero. Uh, but if the, uh, Arizona, 2.5%. Uh, Massachusetts, 5%. It's been 5% for years in Massachusetts. Liberal, Democrat, crazy, George McGovern, Massachusetts. Yeah. If you want to raise the income tax in that state, you have to face everybody, and they haven't done it in decades. 
Now, at the same time, it's not just paying more in cash in taxes. It's also the cost of compliance with the taxes, because now you're talking about not just accountants, but tax attorneys and all the time doing the paperwork and on and on it goes. So we always have to add into that, not just what the actual taxes, but the cost of compliance. Yes, and the taxes you will have to pay because you can't prove something. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, they just said, oh, we're not going to do it for this year, 2022. And we're going to put it off for a bit while we think about it. Okay, it's the law of the land. Here's what the law of the land says. This is what the Democrats, every single Democrat voted for, every single Republican voted against, which was said, used to be that if you uh, sold things on eBay uh, or... Venmo, they got money from Venmo or PayPal or any of these things. Uh, you had to, the, PayPal would report it. You would have to report it too if you made more than $20,000 in a year. Right. And if you had more than 200 back and forth. Okay. So if you're selling stuff out of your house on a regular basis, you keep track of it. You pay tax stuff. Okay. They're not trying to catch you. Now they said, no, no, no. Never mind the 200, just one will do. Uh, and it's not $20,000, it's $600. So, you decide you're not having any more kids. You've got all your kids' stuff that, that, that piled up. You sell it all for $1,000. Uh, and Venmo sends a note saying, you know what? You just got $1,000. Unless you can show us the receipts for all of those tricycles from 20 years ago and the clothes and so on, which all yeah. cost more than $1,000 when you put them together, you, do, you didn't make any income. But the IRS doesn't know that. Yeah. And you may not be able to prove it. So you better pay. You can either pay taxes on it, or you can get audited, uh, or you can find all those receipts. And at least for the things you have receipts, you could then not pay taxes on that portion of it. Right. And who keeps all of those receipts? Nobody keeps all of those receipts over all that much time. No billionaire is going to get a letter from Venmo saying, we just told uh, the IRS that you made $2,000 selling stuff through Venmo. This is not billionaires they're going after. This is average citizens, and Biden is making our lives. There are going to be tens of millions of these pieces of paper telling you, you have income here, you have income here, until you prove different, you have income. Didn't People will just pay the tax, even though yeah, it's not Yeah, just owned. to get it over with. But didn't we, under Trump, it looks to me like this wrecks what we had under Trump. There was a simplification of the tax code, so you really didn't have to go through all of this. Aren't we right back to where we started for, from, or worse? Yeah, they're trying to undo a lot of the, uh, the Trump tax reduction. Uh, we took the corporate rate from 35%, the American corporate rate, from 35% to 21%. We were at 35%. Communist China was 25. Communist China taxes their and then and then really competitive businesses 15. So we were taxing American te- businesses higher than, than than a communist country, higher than China, higher than France, stupider than France. Not where you want to be. Right. Um, this is a very very serious uh, challenge and. So, yes, they are trying to bring those back, and they're doing it sneakily. They're not doing the rates, but they're doing things like the rates. Right. That, that, that have the same effect as taking the rates up. All right. How do people find more details in this? Where do they find Americans for Tax Reform and follow you? Okay. Uh, I'm at Americans for Tax Reform, atr.org, uh, and I tweet at Grover Norquist. And we're the guys who ask everybody who runs for office to sign the pledge never to raise taxes. 
So make sure your congressmen, your state legislators, your congressmen and senators have taken the pledge, uh, but your um, state legislators have not all made that commitment. Have a great new year, Grover. Thank you. Take care. 818. Wake up, Wyoming. It's Wyoming Travel. Your day with Glenn Woods. Did you just hit the snooze? Really? This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Twenty-three is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, triple eight ninety-seven Woods the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety-seven W O O D S. Thanks to Cowboy State Daily for this story. I've been picking on for a while, a good part of this year. So the state of Wyoming took money from the federal government to put up charging stations for electric vehicles. When they should, and they've been going around trying to sell the idea and telling business owners and anybody they can get in on this thing, that this is a great idea. And for zero emissions vehicles, you know, that's one of my first complaints. There is no such thing as a zero emissions vehicle. And Lee, thank you, Lee, for calling in. He's from KC, Wyoming. He has a gas station there. And he was approached by people from the state of Wyoming. Basically, it's startup money to get the facility started, the electric charging stations. Then after time, he's supposed to take over. And my answer to that was if it's not making a profit, then it, they're, they're just not going to be serviced and eventually they're not going to work. Now, a couple of days ago, I was giving you a story from – and it's on the Wake Up Wyoming website. There's a gentleman in Colorado. He loves his electric vehicles. He owns a Tesla pickup truck. He loves his electric – I think it's Tesla. But anyway, he loves his electric vehicles. And he does a YouTube page on them. But at least he's really honest about what's good about them, what's bad about them, and so on. Very honest. And that I appreciate. And he went around Colorado, like Fort Collins and so on. When temperatures drop to like zero, then below zero. And he was going up to charging stations to see what charging stations actually were charging not whether the vehicle was having a problem. The vehicle was. And whether that, that is that cold, the batteries have a tough time. Then you turn on your heater and it's draining even more. So, you know. so he's trying to find places to charge. And a lot of charging stations, because of the extreme cold, were not working. Now, Cowboy State Daily article. Headline. After feds provide $24 million for EV charging stations in Wyoming, they'll only support them for five years. Federal government is providing about $24 million to the state of Wyoming to build electric vehicle charging stations along Wyoming's three interstates. Here again is where if I was the state of Wyoming I, in charge there, I would have sent the money back. No, we believe in the private enterprise. If the private enterprise wants to build charging stations, they can. We're not going to do this with taxpayer money, but okay. Special Projects Officer, Wyoming Department of Transportation said that if the state traffic projections are correct, stations built with the money would likely be self-sustaining for at least 20 years. I doubt that. Now, I don't believe those projections at all. He told Cowboy State that the state pursued the funding in it. Oh, the state pursued the funding. I don't like that either. In anticipation of more tourists coming through with electric vehicles, with tourists being the second largest economic uh, driver in the state, he said, well, the state has interest in facilitating. Well, again, I understand you want tourists to be able to charge your electric vehicle, 
But did the state or the federal government provide money to build gas stations? Let the economy do what it does. Let the private sector handle it. Quote, it's important to us that we get some kind of capability here, he talks about. All right. The Federal Highway Administration has yet to issue final rules about requirements for National Vehicle Infrastructure Formula Program. YDOT won't be able to issue requests for these proposals to determine. We, we can't do it the way the feds want it to is the short story here because they want a charging station every 50 miles and we can't in the state of Wyoming because we're so spread out. According to the initial guidance from the administrations, the station need to be four 150 kilowatt charging stations at each station placed every 50 miles. Again, in Wyoming, not possible. Okay, but now here's the problem though. How long, because this, this story goes on for quite a bit, it's a very good story by Cowboy State Daily. But again, it's being built with subsidies, and the subsidies don't last forever. In about five years or so, the subsidies run. There's subsidies to build the stations and maintain them for a little bit, but then the people who built them, like in front of their gas station, wherever the case might be, that federal money runs out. With not enough customers charging, they immediately begin to lose money. No business owner is going to continue to maintain anything that is losing a money. It would be cheaper just to let it fail and sit there and fall apart. Okay, So it, what got me about the story that I was just reading to you, what I didn't know until I just read it there, is that the state of Wyoming actually pursued getting that money from the federal government, which I, I hate that. I hate that. We in the state of Wyoming should not be involved in any such thing whatsoever, being what's supposed to be the most conservative state. Well, I have doubts about that because of what I just read to you. Coming up on 8.30. Local news is coming your way. Right after local news update on the weather forecast, you and I get back into it. Nice long segment for open phones. You can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. Triple A ninety seven Woods. Wake up, Wyoming. is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS. Hey, 36 the time. Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number 888-97-WOODS. I got to start. I got to do this here. I started early this morning right out of the box with this headline. For those who have just joined me, I have to read this to you. Some of you are making New Year's resolutions. I'm going to go lose weight. I'm going to eat right. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to lose weight. Well, no, no. See, that's racist. Yeah, the fact that you want to get yourself in great shape, eat healthy foods and work out and all that kind of stuff, that's racist. All right, here's the story. It's uh, from BJ Media. Thinking about cutting back on sweets and hitting the gym? As your New Year's resolution, well, if you are, you might be a white supremacist. That, according to a lady, author of a book that will be released at some point soon here, 
called Fit Nation. The gains and pains of America's exercise obsession. Well, look, okay. Uh, I look around and I don't see Americans very obsessed with exercise. There's too many out of shape Americans for us to be obsessed with exercise. Trust, trust me, we're not. Comes out next month. Okay, so she explains this author in a ridiculous interview with Time Magazine when asked what the most surprising thing she learned from her, let's put it in air quotes, research was. She explained that she originally believed a concern for fitness was progressive. Now, here's where she has to attach ideology to it. If you're someone who likes to eat right and you like being fit and so on, it's because you're a liberal, it's progressive. That's what that idea is. Has nothing to do with a human being just wanting to make sure they have a good quality of life. They get to live a long time, and the time they do live, they are sharp-minded. Their body is in great shape. They don't have trouble getting around. They're not taking all sorts of pills for heart disease and whatever else, you know. That's what you would think it's about. But she sees it as a progressive thing, right? They said we should get rid of corsets. Corsets are an result on the woman form. And we should be lifting weights and gaining strength. And at first you're thinking, this is so progressive. Then she says, then you keep reading and you're saying women should build strength because we need more white babies. Uh, they're writing this during an incredible amount of immigration. Uh, soon after enslaved people were emancipated. This is total part of white. This is white supremacy. She says, it was a real holy crap moment for me. No, see, I read what she's thinking, and I'm thinking, holy crap, really, lady? This is, by the way, this woman who wrote this book is uh, really a large woman. I'm not trying to be mean. I am just saying, just to be realistic with you, this is a very large woman. Unhealthily so. And so if she wanted to lose weight, it would not be what, – what would she be if she wanted to lose weight? Is she now a white supremacist even though she's not white? I, this, of course, makes no sense whatsoever. But this is somebody who has to try to politicize everything. And you, if you wanted to get in shape, well – so this is your excuse now. And other people who are listening to me earlier this morning were pointing out working out is bad for the environment anyway. Well, in order to work out, you, you're huffing and puffing and you're releasing all of that CO2 into the atmosphere. And then think of all the money you spend on workout equipment. And that equipment, well, in order to get that equipment, we had to go mining for things. And, oh, well, you're just destroying the planet because you want to keep in shape. You want to go running, bike riding? That's rubber. That's petroleum products. See, now... And you thought you were trying to get in shape because you just wanted a better quality of life. You want to make sure that you never hit a point in your life where you have trouble getting around. You're not seeing the doctor for all sorts of things. You're in really great condition. So it means you're going to live a longer period of time, hopefully. And at the same time, a better quality of life. That's what you were after. But no, you were racist for wanting to get in shape. Now, as I explained in my book, The Uncomplicated Life, getting in shape actually is not all that hard. I've tried just about everything, and I can't seem to lose weight. What if I told you there was something you could do? Really? What? I'll do anything. Eat less, move more. And? 
That's it. How does it work? <laughs> it's simple, really. You eat less food and you move around more than you do now. It gets more complicated the more you describe it. Isn't there a pill I could take? Haven't you taken pills for dieting? I sure have. How'd that work out? I'm fatter now than I've ever been. Can't I just get a doctor to staple my stomach shut? You'd rather have invasive surgery than lose weight by eating less and moving around? At least I'd be asleep. How much will it cost? Nothing. It will cost nothing. In fact, you might actually save money. Uh, this is starting to sound like some sort of scam you do to an old person. But will I still have to move more? Yes. In God's name, will I remember all this? So here's how, as I was listening to that, I just realized there's a bit that I came up with a while ago. There's an easier way to do this. If you want to get in shape, those of you who are against socialism, well, you don't understand how healthy socialism is. Want to lose weight without drugs, pills, or human rights? Then come to Venezuela, the most effective weight loss solution in history. Other diets are unrealistic. Regardless of how hard you try, your country still has food. But thanks to an ancient Soviet secret, we found a way. Here's how. Our government price controls lead, as they always do, to food shortages, leaving you unable to eat late at night or most other times. Gee, that sounds great. Won't I miss America? Please, we have plenty in common. You'll still find yourself standing in line for the latest release at the Apple Store. Like ESPN, we've gotten rid of some on-air talent, and we might be getting a Cracker Barrel. Look, there it is. I'm a journalist. Is Venezuela right for me? Of course. We've created designated free speech zones just for you. You won't believe how many calories you'll burn. Recycling, doing CrossFit, and taking community walks. Isn't that a violent protest? No, they're shooting a Pepsi commercial. Oh, that makes sense. But don't just take my word for it. Listen to one of our success stories. We have no toilet paper, but it's okay because we have no food. <laughs> when God closes a door, he opens a window. It is pie on window. Learn how you can go from this to this. From this to this. From this. Well, what they've created in Venezuela is a socialist paradise. To this. What you had in Venezuela wasn't technically socialism. It was, um, Chavezism. Venezuela. Try it today. See, that's it. Now, uh, in case you haven't been keeping track, the Biden administration and the Democrats in Congress have your health in mind. They want you to be in uh, top shape. So, for example, that's why they've created inflation the way that it is. Yeah, inflation. So, have you been to the grocery store? Have you taken a look at the cost of just a dozen eggs? Just that. Or just other basic food products at the grocery store. Outrageously high, right? Well, if food is priced beyond what you're able to afford, then you'll eat less of it. And let's face it. I know we don't want to hear this, but America has an obesity problem. It does. And so the best way to solve the obesity problem, first off, supply chain shortages prevent food from getting to the grocery store, so there's less to buy. Then when you do go to buy it, it's beyond your price range, so you can't afford to buy what little's there. Then, much like Venezuela, you start losing weight. And in just a short period of time, suddenly you can fit in your summer beach bum clothes like never before. And you can thank the Biden administration for that.
you're welcome. 845, Wake Up Wyoming. Have you missed your favorite before you face the day? At 888-97-WOODS. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Live on AM 1030 K2 Radio. is the time. Off we go to the icebox to talk to Frank Gambino. So, Frank, I have an interesting little website for you to play with when you're bored. Okay. Um, 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 Slingo? No. This is... this. Okay, I want you to imagine there's a giant asteroid heading toward Earth. Okay. Okay, so... Really big. Yeah, this is what would be called an Ellie extinction-level event, right? This is at Neil Fund, some guy named Neil, apparently. It's a website. And you can steer that asteroid to anywhere that you want and then decide... Uh, what kind of damage it's going to, or, or witness what kind of damage it's going to do. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I've really never put much thought into, <sighs> you know, yeah. uh, piloting an asteroid to cause yeah, mass okay. destruction. I, well, I, I'm clicking but on let it Let me think now. about it, you know. Let me, let me see think here. About it. There's a map, okay, that I'm looking at right now. now. But right now, it's taking a look at New York. But pff, New York. No, no, no. Eh, no switch no. over to Wyoming over here. Okay, here's Wyoming. So there you are sitting in Casper, right? Okay. okay. So what kind of asteroid? Let's see, the diameter, the speed, the impact length, a- angle. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and launch this sucker here. And I can make it whatever I want, right? And then I go ahead and launch it. And then I get to decide, oh, I can even, oh, what kind? A carbon asteroid, a oh. comet, a gold asteroid. Ooh, the, I, I want to do the gold one. An yeah, iron yeah. asteroid, a stone asteroid. I kind of like the one that's made out of solid gold. Okay, that works because yeah. when it explodes, yeah, it'll be the we the all next, get rich. Yeah, it'll be all the, the next gold rush. Yeah, okay. And then you go ahead and click on it, and you just kind of um, yeah, see, click on the location. There we go. Launch asteroid. Okay, and boom, there it goes. Wow, what a fun website. Now I get to see the impact. Oh, we are so screwed. Oh, you yeah, know, I basically a, landed this right on your house, Frank. But oh, okay. Yeah, we're just yeah, absolutely... I just got yeah. a new roof, too. But now, you, when you back off on this thing, it doesn't just show the impact of the actual asteroid itself. But, of course, that's going to have impacts, you know, far and wide. I mean, uh, is this yeah. like a map quest kind of thing? It you is, just yes. Type, yeah. type, type it, in the yeah. address, and the asteroid will hit the address? Yeah. Oh, no, ba- no, you slide over you, the map, you click oh, on where you okay. want it to land, and then you put in the parameters. But look at it this way, Frank. It was a gold asteroid. We're all dead, but we're all rich. Excellent. Yeah, I think that's perfect. Excellent. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys will play Ohio University this afternoon in the Arizona Bowl in Tucson. Folks come in at 7-5 and five, uh, d- during the regular season. Ohio went 9-4 and four and 7-1 and one in MAC play. Uh, the Bobcats have a pretty efficient offense and the UW defense has had some shining moments. Easton Gibbs is the Pokes leading tackler this season with 111 and played behind some very good players in his career like Chad Mumo who now is with the NFL's Jacksonville Jaguars. Gibbs has been waiting for this for a long time and the time is now. Yeah, it's definitely been been uh, interesting. Um, and uh, I learned a lot from those guys, so I tried to take in as much as I could and just kind of follow in their steps as, as much as I could. Um, I think this year I kind of learned um, how to be a better leader. Um, I knew coming in that I had to step up into that role. And uh, I wasn't a huge vocal guy out there, and I kind of fell into that a little bit now. And uh, I think that's probably the biggest thing I took away from this year in that aspect. 
Cowboys are two and a half point underdogs in the game, which is a 2.30 kickoff this afternoon from Tucson. We'll have that game for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KOWV in Laramie. Coming up tomorrow on college football, it's the two national semifinals as Michigan will play TCU in the Fiesta Bowl, Fiesta Bowl in Phoenix and Georgia will take on Ohio State in the Peach Bowl in Atlanta. In women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls open up Mountain West Conference play with a 73-67 road loss to UNLV. UW had a great third quarter. They outscored UNLV 27-14, then proceeded to go 0 for 8 from the three-point line in the fourth quarter. 17 turnovers didn't help. That led to 20 points for the Rebels. Quinn Whiteman had a, with a solid game for the Cowgirls with 20 points, going 8 of 9 from the field. Wyoming 7-5 and five overall. They will host Fresno State tomorrow in Laramie at 6 p.m. Wyoming Cowboys have a home game tomorrow at 2, taking on New Mexico. Lobos come in ranked 22nd in the country. They are 13-0, and and the Lobos pounded CSU to start Mountain West Conference play. Cowboys are 5-8 and eight overall and lost their Mountain West Conference opener to Fresno State on the road. This will be a supreme challenge for the Cowboys, and that's a 2 p.m. start from Laramie tomorrow. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KCGY in Laramie. That's it in sports. Do you have a list of games you're watching? I want to watch the two. I want to yeah. watch the... i got to find a way to watch the Arizona Bowl. Okay. You know, whatever. You know, I'll figure it out. And then I want to watch the two college football semifinals right. to, uh, tomorrow, yeah. Sunday. You know, I'll just... You know, just click around the NFL stuff. Yeah. Monday uh-huh. is Buffalo against Cincinnati. That's uh-huh. two UW okay. former UW guys playing each other. Right. And Logan Wilson oh, and Josh Allen. Interesting. Yeah. They, do they know each other? Oh, I'm sure they do. Oh, okay. Okay. That'd be kind of interesting. To play. Okay. What we got to do is make sure that next year when UW gets into a bowl game, it's one that's on regular television. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and and maybe like you know like in Hawaii or something. Will they have to win more games to do that? I think yeah, you know, one, one or two more would help. One or yeah. two more. All yeah. right. Thank you, Frank. Mm-hmm. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that. National, local update on your weather forecast. Open phones in the nine o'clock hour. Triple eight ninety seven Woods. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Wake up, Wyoming. Six, it's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Friday, and I swear I can see the new year from here. It's not too far off. Open phones. 888-97-WOODS, 888-97-WOODS. Quick trip down memory lane, but first, trigger warning. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. So it's one of the most popular bits on this program. There's quite a few that I like to play that are serial bits. But we did a lot of it this year with the whole social justice warrior thing. So I want to go back just a little bit and hit 
some of the key moments of the social justice warrior. First, a few years ago, was his creation. The idea that with the Marvel superhero craze on movie screens all over America, well, obviously the woke crowd needed their own superhero. The world has become a dark and foreboding place, even though it's one of the richest, most comfortable, peaceful times in human history. I mean, no longer does a man have to worry about things like black plague and invasion by hordes of nomads who wish to rape their cattle and cook their women. I'm sorry, what was I saying? Oh, right, dark times. <clears throat> well, since famines and disease are gone, freedom and prosperity covers most of the planet. Except where there's socialism. A man is left with nothing much to struggle over. So he has to invent it in his own mind. In a cellar of an American university, a 21-year-old snowflake with a degree in societal studies and theater is drawing with a crayon on a coloring book. Oh, that's it. No longer will I hide down here. The world needs to be saved. Victims of the oppressed need to be unoppressed or something. I'll need a costume and a name. Social Justice Man. No, no, that might alienate those who don't gender identify as men and those who are oppressed by men or triggered by them. I'll have to come up with a non-binary gender neutral name. And my costume shall have a cape. No. No, Superman had a cape, and he was a white guy from Kansas, so no. I'll need to hide my white privilege behind my mask. But no cultural appropriation, and no leather. Do that, chafes. Only organic materials. Oh, this is a lot to remember. Where's my crayon? Thus, we witness the birth of Earth's newest hero. Where's Stanley when you need him? Oh, right. Uh, man's dead. Anyway, join us on the continuing adventures of whatever his non-binary gender non-specific name is going to be. This is what happens when you overthink things. Now, of course, he has to have a sidekick, and then eventually he got an evil nemesis, average white guy. Who will fight for social justice? Who will fight for the underdog? That is problems they don't even know that they have, and really wouldn't give a rip what they found out because you don't really think there's problems in the first place. And if they did think they were problems, who would really care? I, sorry. A social justice man. I'm sorry again. His name was rejected because it was gender specific. Anyway, back at his lair, which is really his parents' cellar where he lives at 21 years old. He's trying to come up with a name and a costume. LGBTQ, liberal guy beating tyranny, um, what's the Q? <sighs> guy, isn't that gender specific again? And what was that last word? Queen? Yeah, good point. Even that last one is appropriation at the very least. How are you coming on your costume? Though I've decided against spandex, and I just don't have the butt for it. <laughs> Good call on that last but one. But it should be rainbow colors. Oh, yeah. You'll, you'll really stand out. And I'm sure I'll find a fight wearing those colors. That is true. Everyone is going to want to kick your little flat butt. How did Batman do it? This costume was meant to strike fear. This won't? I've been sewing all day. At the very least, they'll die 
laughing. Oh, this is harder than I thought. Maybe you're just not used to working for something. I'll need a utility belt with special weapons. I thought you were against violence. Oh, it's okay to punch a Nazi. You know, Nazis punch back. They do? Maybe you just better play it safe. Start an internet campaign or something. Will our new social justice hero come up with a decent costume? Will he come up with an intimidating name? Will he get anything done before his father starts yelling at him to get out and get a stinking job? Join us next week for the continuing adventures of Snowflake Guy. <laughs> Gender specific. Yeah, well, you let me know when you find something better, huh, pal? Yeah, this series went really well. Now, I'm just so happy you guys got involved with this because, see, it's my voice. I'm the voice of the announcer in the Social Justice Warrior. That was the Dan from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Fire Pit Paul from Cheyenne does the average white guy voice there. And there's other voices that come in as well. But then I asked you guys about helping me write a bit because, obviously, our Social Justice Warrior needed something like a Batmobile or something like that. We now return you to another three episode of Social Justice Warrior. On this week's episode, the bad guy is getting away. If only the Social Justice Warrior had his own version of the Batmobile. But, you know, more like a Ecomobile or something like that. There's something that runs on unicorn farts. Whatever. My evil nemesis, average white guy, has just done the most dastardly deed. You just hate that diesel-powered truck he bought, don't you? Get worse? He named his truck Gary. So? So that's assuming the truck's gender. And then he went out and bought those truck nuts and put them underneath the trailer hitch. So what are you going to do about it? Sneak out in the middle of the night and neuter the truck? He's getting away. He's going to the store to buy some bread. Quick, to the binary mobile. Sorry. What? Well, if Batman can have his Batmobile. You mean your mom's car? Don't tell her I'm taking it. She was really pissed last time. So you're going to chase a diesel truck with an all-electric car? Oh, sure. Why not? Well, for one thing, it's still charging. Well, that could take all night. Oh, it will. I'm sure the average white guy will be back from buying a loaf of bread by then. It's so hard being an eco-friendly crime fighter. Join us next week as our social justice warrior chases down the bad guy in his uh, binary mobile. Do whatever. Okay, so I'm going to skip an episode one more, and then we're done with this one for the year here. But as you guys helped me write the whole bit with the car chase scene, the next one was when he had to wait all night for the thing to charge so he can go chasing average white guy the next day. That was hysterical. And he's also got to steal his mom's car and take off. So the final episode in that series was the actual car chase. We now return you to another thrilling episode of Social Justice Warrior. In our last episode, our exciting car chase has begun as average white guy takes off in his big diesel-powered pickup truck a rolling coal, of course. Then our Social Justice Warrior it is in person in an electric vehicle that he stole from his mom, which runs on unicorn farts. Let's join the exciting chase.
a cold night. In happenings, our social justice warrior has prematurely run out of unicorn farts. <laughs> Take that mask off. I can't understand you. <laughs> Both of them. The plexiglass face shield, too. Lord, it's hard to breathe with all of that. And the chase is over. What's the matter? Run out of unicorn farts? Well, you know, cold weather causes shrinkage in electric vehicles. Get out of the car. What are you going to do to me? I'm going to be neighborly and charge your car for you. Stick this in your tailpipe. This diesel truck can charge your vehicle, and we need to get your pink Mary Kay car back to your mom before she wakes up. social justice warrior. Will this car be charged in time to get it home before mommy wakes up? No, oh, this is going to cause nightmares for real. Join us next week as our social justice warrior tries to explain this to mommy. You guys helped me write that bit and I appreciate it. More social justice warriors and some of your other favorite bits coming next year. Now, you will be able to at any time. These and other bits are available on the Wake Up Wyoming app. So the app is download at your app store. It's free. Just go to your app store. Wake up Wyoming. There it is. Touch on demand on the toolbar and select Wyoming Altered States. There you go. All sorts of episodes. Listen on your schedule. Get with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Three is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Phone numbers, 888-97-WOODS. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Some of the stories I'm not going to be able to get to before the end of this program, which will be the last program of the year. Let's see. There's this one uh, strong winds push Casper Transit bus into Median, second and park. Yeah, that's just a, a, a Casper City bus. And the winds were so heavy. It was icy out there. The entire bus just slid sideways, basically. Some of you have had that happen to you on the highways around Wyoming. I know that. Doomsday website, I talked about that. Uh, new book. Now, we're going to see if we can get them on. When I first came to Wyoming, Governor Friedenthal was finishing up his term. Haven't spoken to him in a while. He used to come on and show on a regular basis. Haven't spoken to him since then. Well, former Governor Friedenthal has a new book which he says that Wyoming individualism is fictional. The book explores Wyoming's close-knit dependence on mineral revenues and how this relationship has affected the economy through the years. For people interested in how we got here, I think I've tracked that, he says. And uh, the, the inspirational book behind the title, The Paradox of Plenty Concept, is an economic philosophy book asserting Countries with an abundance of natural resources has, have less economic growth. In which case, he talks about, well, we, we've focused so much in Wyoming on coal, gas, and oil. We keep talking about diversifying our economy. If we never had those natural resources, we would have had to diversify our economy. That's the gist of the idea. But we'll see if we can get him on the program and let him talk about this book. I always thought that he was a really interesting guy to talk to in a great interview. And I love making him laugh because he has a hell of a laugh. So we'll see if we can get him on the program.
Let's see. Sheridan legislator says recycling is a waste of time. Most of it ends up in landfills or illegally burned. You and I have talked about that. I like the fact that a legislator from Sheridan is saying that. We'll see if we can get him on the program as well. Oh, in fact, I didn't do that. Um, I know you're working and having some fun over there, Miss Mary, but I'm going to go ahead and send this one to you, too, see if we can get this guy on to talk about. Because that's a good uh, topic. We talk, I've talked about that on the air, but it's nice to bring on somebody else who will back up what I've been saying all of this time. That yeah, For those of you who go through all of the process of recycling, because you really do want to do the right thing, and I'm not going to criticize you for wanting to do the right thing. However, as I've pointed out before, not everything should be recycled. There are some things it's actually more harmful to recycle than to just throw it away. Paper, for example, it's worse for the environment to recycle it than just to plant a new tree in a harvest. The new tree. Oh, and Judy's coming on the phone. Judy just wants to wish everybody a happy new year. I know you just want to say happy new year to everybody, but Judy, my hand is still hovering over the dump button. How you doing? <laughs> well, that's kind of the reason I called, is I wanted to say Happy New Year to you and Mary. Good. And that I appreciate you guys putting me on the air as much as you do. Um, I want to also, my husband used to uh, work at K2 years and years ago with, uh, yeah. I think his name was Bob Date. Okay. And he'd like to sit and visit with you about radio. So we're asking you if you want to go to dinner. And I'll leave my number with Mary. You just okay. call and say what day you got to available. And we'll take you up to Texas Roadhouse for a big old fat steak. Wow. That actually sounds pretty good. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Okay. We'll work yeah, that out. Oh, and can I say one more thing? Sure. They done, They put out uh, Trump's tax returns yeah. today. Yeah. Isn't it great? They just set a precedence. Now I want to see McConnell's and Pelosi's and Schiff's. Sure. And Cheney. And I tell you, they've already done this in the past, and they're not going to really call it truthfully the way it is. If you are someone of the level of businessman as Trump, then you own multiple businesses. And so there is his personal income, which is what they're going to look at. And then there's his business income. If they were to take a look at his businesses, he pays city county and state taxes in multiple city county and states and then he yep. pays federal yep. taxes that's a lot of money yep. which is you separate from what he takes as a personal income and i remember when uh, hillary clinton was one that didn't pay any taxes right and she donated or used underwear for a tax deduction <laughs> <laughs> oh did you have to go there <laughs> god that was just hard. i'm glad i wasn't eating when you were saying that oh I'm not kidding. That's exactly yeah. what the <laughs> she article she did. Yeah, <laughs> their underwear. Well, I tell you another that. thing that sets a precedent. This Republican in Long Island who lied about everything on his resume to get the job as a representative, and now they yeah. want to get rid of him. I'm all well, for it. No, I'm all happen. for it. And then let's go investigate everybody else who lied, like our current yeah, president, yeah. about their resume, and get yeah. rid of them too. Well, they're just worried that uh, he got a seat that uh, they thought they should own. You know how they yeah, are. Right. You should own all of the House seats and all the Congress and all of this and all yeah. of that. Look at where it's taken us for two years. All Most right. Hey. We're going to be stopping down at the food bank today Judy. to drop off yeah. some food so people can eat. Judy, yeah, be, yeah, they should be able to eat on their own. They shouldn't need help. All right. But you know why. Thank you, Judy. Have a great New Year. 
Yeah. Coming up on 9.30, local news update on the weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. Six the time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Okay, Rianne from Port Danger has this plot twist for the social justice warrior. Average white guy is the social justice warrior's real father. <laughs> like, we're going all Star Wars on that, right? Yeah. Well, no, I think I, that might be a good idea to toss that in there and then have him. It's just a joke. He just doesn't to freak him out. But still, to have that... I am your father. That would just be hysterical, yeah. Some of the other stories I'm not going to get to today, but I'll see if I can maybe first of the year, which we're back Tuesday, by the way. Miss Mary and I have Monday off, like we did last week, and then we're back on Tuesday. So let me see. U.N. Secretary General falsely claims weather disasters have increased 500% in 50 years. That is a complete fiction. Absolute fiction. All right. Um, Year-end report says media falsely reported climate change is causing natural disasters. And I have a whole list of natural disasters they said were climate change. And are on the increase. Things are getting worse than ever before. And yet the numbers show that that's absolutely not true. Let's see. Some of the other more dubious claims, climate change-fueled stories... Um, leftist fossil fuels don't murder polar bears, apparently. Well, no, le- leftists have their own version, by the way, of mine. They don't want to hear this. They really don't want... Oh, uh, here's a claim that it was the hottest year on record once again, and yet it wasn't once again. But those people who are into wind and solar and so on really hate it, it seems, when I bring up how devastating mining for rare earth minerals is. And how toxic it is as well. They just hate it when that's brought up. I want to go back and play something since I was playing Social Justice Warrior a little while ago. And I'm just sort of wrapping things up for the year. Here's one from Jenkins and the Boss some years ago. Sir, I was just in the bathroom, man. Jenkins, I've decided to take this workplace paperless. Paperless, sir? Uh, yes, I think we're behind the times on this. Well, yes, sir, but... We're going green. Got to save the planet, you know. Yes, sir. And besides, with today's technology, using paper just slows everything down. Yes, sir, so but... why spend money on ink and paper, expensive coffee machines, and whatever they can be done with the click of a mouse? Yes, sir, but I... But what, Jenkins? Sir, there's there's no toilet paper in the bathroom. Right. Well, d- don't worry. There's an app for that. An app, sir? No, come on now, Jenkins. Get with the times. An app uh, for your phone. See? Just touch the toilet paper app on my phone and... On your phone, sir? But well, you certainly can't use your iPad. I mean, that's a little big, don't you think? Especially, uh, well, not so big for Mural down in accounting. Have you seen her big keister? No, sir. I try not to look at her. Can't, uh, can't use your laptop. 
desktop with, with, with the flip screen. That's just too big and awkward. And forget the desktop tower. Can't go dragging that down the hall now, can you? No, sir, no, sir. So the iPhone it has to sir, be. Sir, I'm not so sure. Uh, well, what do you of course, use? for a little bud like yours, Jenkins, better get a Razor phone. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, sir, if you'll excuse me, I need to go back to the bathroom and finish what I started. Do you do that? Oh, and, and Jenkins. Yes, sir? Uh, while you're heading that way, uh, find out who's been picking leaves off of the plant down there. There's only two left. Two left? Uh, that should just about do it. Uh, do what, Jenkins? Not important, sir. I'll get right on it. This public service announcement is just a reminder that going green has consequences. 9.40 is the time, so uh, sudden surprise, he walked in the door to say hello, uh, hello because you, you were cutting something for what? For the Wyoming Health Fairs. We're having a health expo coming up at the... Yeah. Up at the event center on January 14th through the Wyoming Health Fairs. You know, yep. Folks here in Wyoming, I've doctor here for a long, long time, okay. uh, know me as the voice and face of the Wyoming Health Fairs, bringing low-cost health screening. Yeah. And here in Wyoming, I'm Dr. John Barrasso, helping you care for yourself. Okay. Senator Barrasso just kind of walked into the station, grabs a cup of coffee. We have coffee here, by the way. We will get you a cup of coffee if you ever Good. want to come in and grab I've had your coffee. You've had your Oh, okay. So it was <laughs> just fair enough to... Well, I'm glad. Normally, when you come in on something like this, I would want to talk business with you, but I said, let's just forget that for now. You're one that people can literally run into you at the grocery store, which you and I did. Which is where you and I may have ran into each other in that year. So uh, Senator Barrasso actually goes to the self-checkout line. Yeah, it, uh, and it's I'm really good at things if they have barcodes. I'm not so good if you have to like put in which kind of tomatoes they are. Or that right, that sort kind of, thing. of a thing. Well, yeah. Nobody's good at that. My wife still sends me with pictures. She makes me take pictures of things so I don't get the wrong box. That's a good idea. Home. I've done that, too. I've had people send me to the grocery store, and I will walk up to the item and take a picture of it and send, thank God for cell phones. Yeah. Is this what you're looking for? That's Yeah, a list isn't good enough for me, according to my wife. So, no. But Bobby is terrific on those things. And it's. Uh, but I was listening to you this morning with... Uh, with our good friend Grover Norquist from the Americans yeah. for Tax Reform. He and I have been friends for uh, 25 years. I was just yeah. telling you, uh, I had him here in Casper. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was back in the early 2000s when we used to do the Heritage Society, the conservative group. People right. around the state would come. And he came in as president of the Americans for Tax Reform. Took him to Bosco's. Wow. He had the spaghetti, the meatballs. He met Susan, <laughs> had this lentil soup. He loved it. So we've okay. got to get him back here one well, day. Well, I have to thank uh, my uh, first producer, the lady Alex, for that. Because I've been following Grover Norquist for... Well, a very long since he formed Americans yeah. for Tax Reform. I've been following him. And then one day, Lady Alex says, Oh, I have a guest for you from Washington, D.C., if you know this guy. Yeah. Now he's a regular on this program. Yeah, it's and great. Listen to delight. him this morning. So, yeah. Next time he comes on, I'll make sure to mention you to see if he remembers that meal that he had at Bosco's. i got to run to sports. Thanks. Good to see you again. And to you. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to all the listeners all around the state. It's Wake Up Wyoming mobile app to hold them all. Free download from AM 1030 K2 Radio. Nine forty-eight is the time. Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box to talk to Frank Gambino. So, Frank, if you head on over to Wyo Preps, which, by the way, everybody who loves sports in Wyoming should have the app. Absolutely, yes. It's free, by the way, just wild preps. So here's your buddy David Settle. What's the top Wyoming high school sports story of 2022? And I was looking at things like um, who is the top player or anybody who stands out to you. Sometimes it's an event. Okay. I think uh, if I were to talk off the top of my head, Cam Burkett of Kelly Walsh breaking the all-class shot put record in track and field. That would be mine. 
Um, I have to think about that one. Okay, that's pretty, it, which which yeah. normally which means that I have to go back on my desk calendar and and and, and go over the months and say okay. I think this happened then. Yeah, okay. See, he's then. got a list here. You can click things off here. Jackson sweeps Alpine Nordic skiing team uh, titles fourth straight year. Mm-hmm. Star Valley wins boys XC team title first year. Cross country, yeah. Uh, yeah. East girls BB wins second straight for a title. Basketball, yeah. Win streak of 45. Really? Yeah, they're, they're good. Okay. Really good. Okay. Still good. Girls BB wins um, fourth state 3A title. Uh, minus COVID year. Sheridan wins for a football title. Yep. Thunder Basin, perfect girls soccer season. Okay. 18-0. Yeah, that's a lot of matches to win. That, that is, yeah. That's a ton. Uh, Jackson yeah. boys, uh, straight for a soccer title. Oh, three golfers, Cook, uh, Moretti, and Paxton. Three-peat state golf and championship. Paxton kid is really good from Riverton. Yeah. And his okay. brother, his older brother, plays college golf. Okay. And he's like really good. There's a lot like of really pe- good. Well, there's a lot of people who are winning again and again here. Lander Boys, 26 straight 3A title, a swim title. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They, <laughs> when it comes to 3A boys swimming, it's just Lander. Okay. I mean, yeah. everyone else competes, but they're the ones that dominate. All right. Laramie wins 10th and 11th straight 4A. See, again, they just they win they win both uh, first singles tennis championships Blumberg and Locke go undefeated. Yep, from Cheyenne South. Yeah. Okay. And then um, let me see. Sheridan sweeps indoor and outdoor boys track for the second straight mm-hmm. year. Second, uh, Central girls win four straight four A girls outdoor track. Yes, they're uh, very, they were very good again. And you know what? They won uh, the the state championship not by a whole bunch. Right. Like like five or six points, which means that. P- uh, one of their girls who finished maybe sixth or seventh in a race right. may have determined whether they win the state championship or not. Now, sometimes it's someone who stood out because they haven't won in all that. And I'm going to finish in this one. Riverside girls win first volleyball state championship. Ever. Ever. Now, that really stands out. Oh, they're going to be bragging about that for the rest of their lives. Hope they got a parade on the deal. College football today, the Wyoming Cowboys will play Ohio University in the Arizona Bowl in Tucson. Cowboys went 7-5 and five during the regular season. Ohio went 9-4. and four. Bobcats have, uh, have been pretty efficient on offense, and the UW defense has certainly had some shining moments. They'll need more of them today. Easton Gibbs is the team's leading tackler with 111. The Cowboy offense will have to retool as the team's leading rusher, Titus Wen, is in the transfer portal. He's out. Same thing with receiver Josh Cobbs. The transfer portal... Or, or players entering the NFL draft really have changed the complexion of more than a few teams heading into their bowl games. Now, quarterback Andrew Peasley of the Cowboys came to Wyoming through the transfer portal from Utah State and says, well, take a deep breath on that one. At a place and you're not sure if you're going to be able to find a new home or not, then I don't think you should enter the portal because it's scary and there's a lot of guys in there. And I think if you do enter the portal, then, you know, you just got to keep uh, reaching out, um, using Twitter, I think, is a great recruiting process to, to get your name out there. Um, but, yeah, it's, I think it's scary for a lot of players. But then at the same time, for me, you know, it worked out perfect, and I found a home that I love. So. 
Cowboys are two and a half point underdogs in this afternoon's game that will start at 2.30 from Tucson. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KOWB in Laramie. Coming up tomorrow on college football, it's the two national semifinals as Michigan will play TCU in the Fiesta Bowl in Phoenix and Georgia will take on Ohio State in the Peach Bowl in Atlanta. In women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls opened up Mountain West Conference play with a 73-67 road loss to UNLV last night. UW had a thir- great third quarter. They outscored the Rebels 27-14, then proceeded to go 0 for 8 from the three-point line in the fourth quarter quarter and 17 turnovers didn't help. Quinn Weideman had a solid game for the Cowgirls with 20 points going 8 of 9 from the field. Wyoming is 7 and 5 overall. The host Fresno State tomorrow in Laramie at 6 p.m. Wyoming Cowboys at home tomorrow at 2 p.m. The host New Mexico. The Lobos come in ranked 22nd in the country. They are 13 and 0. They pound to Colorado State to start Mountain West Conference play. Cowboys are 5 and 8 and lost their Mountain West Conference over around the road to Fresno State 58-53. This will be a supreme challenge for the Cowboys. So a 2 p.m. start tomorrow from Laramie. We'll have that for you on Key 2 Radio and Casper and KCGY in Laramie. That's it in sports. So are you one of these guys who stays up for New Year or are you in bed early? You know, I used to stay up. Yeah. And it all you know, it really all depends. Right. I mean, I I've, when when you see the ball go down, yeah. okay. Uh, see, then what? The yeah. last time I stayed up is when the uh, I think it was NBC, I think it was News yeah. Channel did around the world New Year. Yes. So every hour you got to celebrate again, which I thought was just fantastic. When they stopped doing that, I stopped watching. Well, I, yeah. just, I had no reason to stay up after that. So for everybody who's wondering out there, no, 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 I go to bed at my regular time. Sorry to be a party. Boy. You know, I the, 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 the kisses from the girls are readily available on New Year um, as soon as that. Yeah, first moment of 2023. Okay, well th- then, if that, you're waiting up for that, <laughs> you're darn tootin' I am. Have a great New Year. Yep, right. You too. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care of news time after that national local update on the weather forecast. It's Wake Up Wyoming.